Pelvic Posse, and welcome to the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. It's Amanda Fisher. I've helped thousands of people with pelvic floor issues, and it's totally my jam. Here, you can listen to expert interviews encompassing all things related to pelvic health. That's pee, poop, sex, and everything in between. You have a pelvic floor. Yes, you. We all do. And it's time to start talking about these issues that arise, but more importantly, how to improve them. I am so glad you are here to join us. Now let's head into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Fisher, pelvic floor physical therapist and owner of Empower Your Pelvis, a pelvic floor physical therapy clinic in the Kansas City metro area. I wanted to hop on because I did a story, a couple stories on my Instagram this following weekend regarding why we're getting out of network with a local insurance company. And before I get into that, I just want to say as somebody who has insurance and somebody who has dealt with insurance quite a few years within my company, things that I notice patients don't really understand or know about insurance, I highly recommend you kind of look into it or get to know it. Find the notes section on your phone, take notes on your insurance that you have. All right. Things you need to know. Number one, what type of insurance do I have? What type of insurance do I carry? Is it individual? Is it a family plan? Does it have an in-network, in-pocket deductible? Does it have an out-of-network, out-of-pocket deductible? Do they fold into the same bucket? Meaning in-network and out-of-network treatments, do they all flow into the same pull the same deductible. Know your deductible. Do I have one deductible in network? Do I have a separate one for out of network? Or again, does it all go together? What's my individual deductible as a human being? What is my family deductible? And what does that mean for me and my family when we meet a deductible? Does this mean we still have a co-insurance, meaning a percentage of sales? We may owe. Do we have a copay? Now, this is different for every single insurance company. And then there are so many different plans underneath the insurance umbrella. So, whether you have Aetna, Humana, Blue Cross Blue Shield, United Healthcare, the list goes on. There are multiple plans under each insurance umbrella. So when you call someplace and say, do you accept my insurance? They may say yes. They may say no. It'd be important to call your insurance company just to see if they do accept it and then call the company and ask as well. Here's the kicker. When you call an insurance company, you could call one time, five times, 10, 12 times. You're most likely going to get 12 different answers. So if you call a few times and you get the same answer repetitively, congratulations. That's probably a good answer. The clinic that you're going to be going to could also call that many times and get that many different answers. We have seen this so frequently in the last year and a half. It's been ridiculous. We've also called insurance companies that we've been in network with to say, 
hey, has this person met their deductible? And they will say, yes. Or they'll say, no. Then we'll tell that patient, yes or no. The patient will expect to pay a sum of money. Maybe it's a coinsurance of $37 for the first visit, $23 for any additional visits after that. And then about six to eight months after we've seen them, the insurance company will get back with us to say, you know what? Just kidding. They didn't really owe $23. They owed $115 or they owed $124. The thing is, working with insurance companies and working in healthcare, like physical therapy or something else, everything is an approximate number. It is why all clinics like ourselves have our patients sign paperwork that says this is an approximate. And I promise to cover anything that my insurance doesn't cover because that is put on the patient. So the patient will, we honestly do not get paid from insurance forever. It could be six, eight, 10 months later that we're finally receiving payment. And patients don't understand that. They're thinking we're getting payment that day or within two weeks. And we don't. You, our patients will get typically their EOBs or their estimation of benefits in the mail or online before we do. So our patients will call and say, I demand a refund. Great. I'm glad that you got the paperwork. We don't have paperwork to run off of. So we need to wait patiently until we get that back from the insurance provider. And then we will gladly send you a refund. Things with the insurance. Besides knowing your deductible in network and out of network, we also want you to know, I think I mentioned copay, coinsurance, but also do you need an authorization? Does your plan change at January, the first of the year? Will you need an authorization? We had so many plans this year while dealing with insurance that all of a sudden out of the blue needed authorization. And we had been seeing these patients in December. Maybe we evaled them in November. We were still seeing them in January. And it's like a light bulb switch that they needed authorization. And then the insurance company was no longer covering visits and that all fell on the patient. Now imagine being that patient and it finally being June or maybe even November right now that you're 10 months later, 11 months later, getting a call that you owed money on a service. Those patients are not very happy with the clinic that they went to, number one, because they were told they didn't know anything or it's been 11 months, they don't understand why they may owe something. And then the clinic's upset because we're expecting to get paid for the services that we provided. When we use insurance or in contracted with insurance within our clinic, I was shocked by this. I thought I would get paid for a minimum two weeks. And that's not happening. It is taking months and months and months to get paid. And then I feel like since 2020, we have dealt with the patient population who we've asked them to cover the cost of therapy because their insurance provider changed their minds, I guess. And they signed the paperwork. And people are just, quite frankly, majority of patients are rude on the phone to myself and to staff. And I'm just so dang tired of the negativity and dealing with that and it taking me away from my family on nights and weekends trying to fix accounts receivables and find where the money is and figure out how do we get it from the patient, sending them notifications, emails, text, snail mail, and nothing's coming in. It finally came to the point after we opened a clinic in Kansas that has been all self-pay why are we frustrating ourselves or myself 
every single day, every single week for the last so many years trying to use insurance. Yes, I truly want to help everyone. That is why I got into healthcare. That's why I'm in public floor PT. But there comes a point when you've worked for free for so much time. Is it worth it? It's burning me out. I like think about things that we're already buying as people in society. We go and get groceries, we pay for our groceries. We go get a massage, we pay for our massage. We get nails done, we pay for our nails. I don't have nails, but I have patients that go get their nails done. We go get gas, we pay for our gas at time of service. I also have a patient who works in the county or for the county here in our area. And they're seeing the same thing, but in decline in credit cards and debit cards that are on file, which is what we have. We might have patients on a payment plan or patients that are like, you know what, can you charge me next week on Friday after I get paid? Yes, absolutely. But then their cards are going to decline or there's insufficient funds. And then we just get ghosted. And it's just really unfair as a provider who has provided a service to go through that. So I feel, I don't know, I'm struggling as a business owner because I do want to help everyone. I'm from a small town. I love small business atmosphere and mindsets. But then when it starts affecting my mental health and my family and how I'm showing up for my family, because I'm distracted by trying to collect money from patients. I don't, I don't need my kids to see that. I don't need my kids to see the negativity that it causes me because I'm expecting to get paid and it's not happening. So yeah, there's the short story of why we're getting out of network and going self-pay. We're still currently in network with TRICARE and Medicare. I honestly don't know how long that'll last. Again, it's just the frustrations of people not wanting to pay their bills, thinking they can get things for free when we're in a service-based industry. I love, I am very passionate. I hope you all can see that on social media and emails I send out. I truly love what I do, but there comes a point where my family deserves more upbeat, positive, present mom who's not distracted by rude comments or, and I'm, I'm in, I am in therapy. I am working on this because I'm a people pleaser. I am trying to not let the rude comments distract me. I'm trying not to let the rude comments of people demanding to pay less or wanting refunds for things that it, as a business, like we're trying to provide the best care we can, but it's a struggle when our insurance companies we're not getting paid. So hopefully I'll can understand if you have any questions regarding insurance. My biggest thing is just please go find out what your plan is. Find out what you have. Know that you can send super bills in. If you go out of network, we're out of network. That means now I can treat how I want to treat. If you're somebody who comes in with neck pain, but we've also been treating your public floor, by golly, let's work on your neck and shoulder too. And I can do that because it's self-pay. Um, if we decide we want to move you into an exercise-based program, like group with other people doing exercises together and give you a sense of community, we can do that. It just feels good to finally collect payment at the time of service and move on and not have any worries. And then send our patients super bills. And then they can send those super bills into their insurance company for reimbursement. We email them to our patients and then they can easily email or fax them on to their insurance company for reimbursement. So yeah, that's it. We also offer care credit. So that's not it, I guess. We also offer care credit to our patients and they can do that for, I think, six, 12 and 18 month plans at 0% interest. 
And they can use that as a payment plan option to pay for their services. So there we have it. Now, if you have any questions, you can put it below. And that is that on why we got out of network with one of our major insurance companies. So have a great day, everybody. Please share with anybody just to recommend them to know their insurance. Hopefully you found some value in this and have a great day. Hey, Pelvic Posse. I want to thank you so much for joining into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Can I ask you a couple of favors, please? Number one, can you like and subscribe to this podcast so that you can continue to empower your pelvis forever so that you will never miss out? Number two, can you leave us a rating and a review telling them how amazing we are and everything that you have learned about your pelvic health? And then number three, if you haven't seen the video version of this podcast, you can go over to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash empower your pelvis for all your visual learners out there. We have all types of great visuals in there for you to not only listen to, but to also watch. Thank you so much again, and make sure to give your pelvis some love until next time. Peace out pelvic posse.